0: Hello, everybody. David Donaldson here from Entrepreneurial Impact. Uh, we have a substitute teacher today in the form of my friend Drew Swersky. Drew, you're kind of becoming like Chevy Chase was on like Saturday Night Live, the most repetitive guest, uh, you know, substitute teacher, which isn't a bad thing, right? Joe couldn't be with us today. So you're stepping in to fill Joe's shoes. So uh welcome back for another co-host.
1: Well, when you're, you know, when your co-host can't. Be here. It's always good to get somebody better than him. So I guess reaching out to me is, you know, is is very smart. That's fine words. words. thank you very much. I'm, 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 I'm honored to be here and to, and to try to fill Joe's size seven and a half shoes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope he actually watches the episodes that he's not on. Yeah, we'll see. I'll be like our next call will be like. Hey, Drew, and everybody's been like, Who? Where'd (laughs) you go? (laughs) Well, awesome. So, we're just getting back from another regional leadership meeting. And for those of you that are listening uh, to us, when we do a regional meeting, so we have our our leadership from our market centers and from the region for the KW Virginia's region, where we kind of coach and we educate and we train and we just learn. And honestly, We get to collaborate and be with each other. So there's about 100 of us in the room for that. On day two of that event, we had what we call a mega agent mastermind, where we have panels and feedback with agents from all around the agent region kind of getting together. We had, I don't know, I think we had north of 250 people in the room. One, first and foremost, I love that, you know, roughly we're about a year, a little bit more than a year back into doing quarterly events. Um, I just love being able to do them again. I realized how much they were missed. Um, during the, what I'll call the sequestered years of, <laughs> of the big C. Um, but when I was thinking about our topics for today, the idea of events, and I think it's something we talk to on a fairly regular basis for agents in running their business and what they do with their consumers and whether it's agents or businesses, we do events, but we also attend events and we learn and we get educated. So I just wanted to kind of break it down to those two topics of so one, just to say, so you know, Drew, when you go to an event, right, and you're there to to learn, like, how do you approach that? Like, what do you, what do you, how do you approach takeaways? What what moves you? What do you like at an event like that? One
1: well, one of the things that really gets me excited about event is the kickoff, right? Okay. Like, whatever's first right? For me, because that sets the tone for the rest of the two days, three days, maybe, but this was two days, right? Yeah. And the kickoff was really, really good this time, man. And I know that, you know, I'm just giving Joe a hard time, but, you know, he was up there kicking it off and and he said a lot of good things. And I actually took a lot of notes and then, you know, Bo chimes in and, and drops a couple gems. I actually wrote down quite a few things, Uh, That Bo said they were here on my desk, so I don't forget. I want to kind of remember those, like every day when I come in, right? Yeah, when when Bo talks, soak that in a little bit, right? Yeah, people listen, and so kickoff, Kickoff, right? Kickoff sets the tone for you. Yeah, it sets the tone for me because, uh, again, you know. I want to be excited at these events and I want to I want to have like the juices flowing and I don't want to be there just because I'm supposed to be there. Right. right. There are all events where we have to go. And then you're like in the chair and you're like, "Yeah, this is cool. But you're not really on the edge of your seat like I was uh, for this kickoff and, and getting some great nuggets and right and out of any time when I'm talking. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's all I see you all the time. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's an event like three times a week. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so to set the tone, the expectation Now, when
0: we look at these events, and we'll focus on the leadership side first, right? So, the, for the people that are running businesses and market centers, and we're looking at it at that capacity, you know, we we learn from others, right? Because I think I like we use the term RD, right? We're not talking about research here, trying yes. to rip and duplicate, but. To a degree, like, how do I take what somebody else is doing? Like, well, no, we had Tommy Flood, Tommy and Teresa Flood come in from Texas and kind of pouring us. You know, how do you take it, something that you learn from somebody else that they're doing at a high level and drewize it a little bit? How do you bring
1: that back and roll and implement that into your market center? So um, implementation is easy. Patience is hard. Okay. Right. For me. I what when when Tommy and, and his wife were giving me some good nuggets, I can come implement them. But as, as a, a business leader, sometimes I get impatient when they don't work right away. Right. And so I need to work on my patience. Implementation is just having buy-in from your team. And I have a really good team behind me here. And so when I want to implement something, they're like, oh, here we go again. And we just need to make sure that he stays patient and continues to, to keep up the consistent work around that. So that's how I drew eyes. It is to, I have to get patience,
0: patience and time, right? Yes. And it's like look, we, we coach agents a lot and we say, Hey, look, when you try something new, you you've got to let it run its cycle. Or it, you can't, you can't do it for a month. You can't do it. You might not see results in six months. Right. Right. But if you felt the time that was worth going down the path of an implementation having that patience, giving it the proper
1: amount of time, right? Because you might need to tweak it along the way a little bit too, right? Not only tweak it, um, you can, you know, add your own little spin to it. But, you know, I, I came up in the uh, real estate era of you can see further by standing on the shoulders of others, right? And so I want to do it exactly how they do it. The problem is I want their results right now. And and when people come in and tell you all the great things they did, they usually don't tell you how long it took for that to get great. Right. They usually leave that part out, not on purpose, right? But they usually leave that part out. And that's the part where I get, sometimes I have to reel myself in and be like, hey, I did this yesterday because they told me to, and no one's at my door waiting to come sign with me. The the kitchen or the lab or wherever you're creating
0: is usually quite a messy place. Yes, sir. It doesn't just happen. All right. Good point. So now if we look at, we had, yeah, we had the great speakers and day have the leadership, but on day two, right, we have agents and solo agents, team agents, mega agents, bigger teams, people new to the business. And what I love is that it's a great place to meet somebody. It's got to go there first. So there was a point in time Drew not that long ago where you were beating the street and running your business for yourself for Swirsky and Associates when right. you go to an event like this let's talk about how and who you're spending time with what does that look like
1: well i you know i really enjoy spending uh time with other people in my position uh most of the time because as you know, with real estate agents and the same thing applies to team leaders, no matter what they're doing, they're talking about work. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter what time of night, morning, day. Hey, we're not going to talk about work that last five minutes. And I got to be around uh, Maria, who is the TL down there in Richmond, Cosette and uh, Nikki from Charlottesville and then Quentin, who's the OP and you. And I just pick up on so many different things from that. Now, as when I was an agent, I wanted to be around somebody who was doing what I wanted to do. And that would have been like the guys so from Letco Reagan.
0: So you're talking like somebody who's either at or greater doing the level of production or
1: type of business or size of business that you aspire to be. Right, right. Uh, you know, some of the five people you hang around the most. I want to hang around five people doing better than me at my position. So you've got two components to that, right? You have you've
0: got the people that are there, so you've got a social capacity, right? So you're like identifying, so looking ahead, like trying to figure out who's going to be there, right? And scheduling time to be with them outside the event, and then you get to really kind of chunk down and listen to different panelists right? We had some big hitting panelists going on this week. We had, you know, we had Charles and Eric from Ducco Reagan, right? We had Aaron Ward. We had Marty Miller. We had different people coming at us from different angles and aspects of business. How do you digest the material and and relegate,
1: okay, that's important. I got to get that or do I table this information? So, uh, for me, and this is just my opinion, is I my job is to coach and consult the agents in my, in my office. Right. I can be a 10X coach and consultant if I just listen to what some of these other folks had done. Uh, Nina from, I think, Chesapeake has a great, she just has a great way of doing things and a great way of putting herself out there in marketing. If I can grab some of that, And then Eric Beal does like this great open house stuff, right? And I grab some of that. And then when I'm sitting across the table from one of my agents, I can can provide more value because I'm hearing what other people are doing successfully.
0: And then when I'm looking at that too, and obviously I think when you see people, like the first thing you want to do is strikes the chord, you want to thank them for it. But when I kind of come back from these events, and fortunately we're getting involved we're meeting more people all the time, but now I'm trying to relate that back to, who am I Mark Center? Who am I coaching? Who who do I have an effect on that that resembles mm-hmm. that I can kind of highlight and say, Hey, you know what?
1: I heard this. Let me share this with you. Exactly. Exactly. And and I'm guilty of uh, missing what they might say, probably for a minute, because if it, if, if it dawns on me like, uh, Hey, uh, agent X really needs what uh, Eric's saying on stage, I'll text him right then and there. And I'll be like, Oh, I'll bring up their number and I'll say, Hey, I just heard this really cool thing. And it's, uh, Eric said, when you do an open house, do this, this, and this, and I have to stop doing that. I got to start writing it down and doing it afterwards, but it, it, I get, it gets the juices going, right? Like I'm excited to do it.
0: That, that there's some certainly excitement. Um, You know, I look at uh, you. You you brought up Nina, and Nina and uh, Shayna were talking about. You know, they're really huge and coming from contribution. Like they really fund a life by design, where their business right allows them to run massive. And different types of charitable organizations, right? That became a huge motivation for her. But yes. one of the things when I had, you know, she Sheena had just come back from Africa and she was talking about how she just kind of put some wells in place. First person I thought of was an agent back on our market center. She's literally four weeks away from going to Guatemala and doing the same thing. And like, now here are two people that I gotta to introduce together. Right. right. That was some of the things that kind of jump off the page for me. We talk so much about production and finance, and the culture of KW. And then you hear stories like that. And the thing is, what I think is so special about people like that, you hear about organizations, bigger organizations like KW doing a charitable thing, but it's the people that are running their business, which are massive to them, but not at the scale of a global organization, doing significantly massive things as
1: big or bigger than some global organizations. And that's what kind of takes my breath away sometimes. And, you know, we're never in, never really in the same room with some of those people, except the ones that we know. And we get to actually like sit across from them and say, wow, this woman put wells in, uh, she owned, she owned a shower truck for the homeless, right? Like that's huge to me. I'm just proud to be even in the same room with people that do things like that sometimes.
0: Well, that kind of goes
1: back to part of the why with
0: you know I, I get it you know we do these events and they're kind of spread something you know we do do them locally here when i say locally to virginia but there's some travel involved in that right yeah and then obviously on a larger scale uh, kwri we do events that we move around the country or it might be in austin and it's hard for people to pick up and go how do you prioritize it? how do you tell the story i we're giving us some examples of that, but when you have a conversation with somebody like you know, my business is struggling or my business is just strong, but either way, I think that there's always a lot of pushback of why I need to pick up and go away for a couple of days, even if it's local from a drive, Like, How do we tell that story better to say, listen, you never know what you're going to get out of these things. And here's what I get from it and why,
1: you know, that's a great question. I, for this one, I only had one agent come this time. I usually have more, um, I think that kind of falls on me that I didn't convey the importance of uh, what they were going to hear from these folks, right? And I think that maybe we need to do a better job of knowing who's the, who the speaker is. Like I know Shana, Nina, I knew the Dutko Reagan guys, right? I know Marty Miller, but I didn't do a very good job with my people of saying, hey, listen, here's what you could potentially get out of this. She does this, this, and this. They come from contribution. They do this, this, and this. And I think that you just need to kind of iron it out for them and be like, listen, this is what you're going to hear on a high level. And this isn't this what you want to do.
0: And what do do we say to the agents? Because we do a lot of training. I just want like people joke at Keller Williams is you go there to to get educated. And that's true. So I do understand and I'm aware of how much we have going on. How do you help prioritize that?
1: Wow. That's a great question. I wish you would have let me think about it before you put me on the spot here. <laughs> Hold um, on, let me hit the timer and pause real quick. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Let let it be natural. Let it come from the heart.
0: <laughs> oh, I was um, joking. I'm, and you know, we're we're one, we're one stop shop here. Yeah. We don't we don't hit balls.
1: I'm one take, Drew. That's right. Um, I think that you, I I think you got to really dig deep with who the speakers are, and um, you know, this sounds kind of like KW corny-ish, but know the story, right? like i've told my story on your podcast before and if i knew that someone was speaking at one of these events and i knew how powerful their story was and i could convey that to agents in my office and say hey listen you you need to come meet this person and you need to come hear this person here's their story i think we i think we could get more people popping I
0: think, out i think you bring up a good point here and it's hard communication channels are everywhere But at the same time, they're everywhere and nowhere if they're not reaching the person that it needs to get to. Mm -hmm. So I think when you're saying and we come back and we look at, hey, we've got another event in September. We'll be down in Charlottesville, right? we got to get that out. And the, the part of telling the story today of why the events and how the events is having that information in the hands of the leadership so that they can not just reach out and say, hey, we had this event, but really of saying, hey, Drew, not just that we had this event, but this is why. This event makes sense for you and maybe not a previous event or even this next other event, right? And that only happens through the actual internal relationships that either A, as a leader you have with the people in your market centers, or B, as a business owner you have with the
1: agents and the associates on your team. Right. 100%. That's the person's story. Yeah. Yeah. The stories are moving.
0: And, I, and, and it, it never lets me down when I hear and meet the different people. And that's kind of what's cool to have an age, uh, an age account of, of four thousand agents in our in just the Virginia region and to learn more and more about them and what they're doing. It, it kind of takes my breath away sometimes. Now let's look at so th- those are larger scale events. Right. But agents and business owners, and we're talking about the, the teams, the, the owners themselves of running their local businesses, their local real estate team, or even if it's just a producing agent doing events. Right. There's a real value to that, too. Right. I mean, this is just like there are different types of things that an agent can do. you can do it for some buyer's clinic. You can do an investor seminar, but their events is broad in scope. Right. I know in the market Center where you were coming as new agent, you did events, you did movie nights and you did different things, right? What's where's the value in that of, of, of doing those type of events to build your business? Like what, what did you see work and how did you connect with your consumers when you were coming from that capacity?
1: Well, first and foremost, I think it shows that you're more than you're more than just wanting to sell them a house or, or sell their house for them, right? They get to come socialize with you. I remember I did an event at the St. James um, yeah. in Springfield where it was like food and swimming, and and I I looked at the bill and I was like, oh, oh my god, I got <laughs> I, you know a lot of people came this time. But then like you got four referrals of it as just as a thank you, right? People wanted to people wanted to do good for me so they could have more events like that. Right. And that's that's actually a script that you can use. Hey, you like the St. James? I'd love to do it again next quarter. I just need a couple more referrals and we can make it happen.
0: You know, the, the things that you can do coming from an event, right? One, it's
1: just kind of great
0: to get in front of people in between. Like I like I said, we, we were really great at doing movie nights, right? Mm-hmm. But actually, I have a list. And hey, for those of you that are following subscribers, if you went like this, and I just want to know if everybody's listening, right? Email me, David Donaldson at kw.com, and I'll give you a list. I've got a list of events that Gary harvested from his top 100 teams of events that they were doing, and I was kind of teaching this in the class recently, but just some great stuff in there, right? Like it's very simple, like we just wrapped up like the end of the school year. I think when people think of events, they think it's it's overly expensive, it's lost. There's a lot of planning, and some of that is true. But think about some of the smaller things that you can do better. Events, right? An ice cream social on the last day of school, showing up to the school bus, right? and handing out ice cream to the kids coming up. Now, again, hopefully it's a school bus in your neighborhood and people know who you are, otherwise that gets a little you Yeah. Same. Right. right, you gotta you just, you know, be careful, be smart, but savvy, right? But if people know who you are, you're, you're, that's a small little thing. And if you did that over and over again, now, we used to do that, right? Hay rides, right? We do pie giveaways for Thanksgiving where we collectively as in our market centers, right? Ride a U-Haul truck and go get 400 pies and give them out to our consumers that show up on a location. Right. There's I've seen all kinds of events that happen where people are pulling together. I think that, that's the great thing with this
1: the pulling together ideas. Right. Um, doing at a local. There was a thought there in my phone buzz, So, again, we're live. So, you know, there's that. Right.
0: That. Like a shred event or or a technology destroying event, right? Heck, I had a market center in Arizona where we raised money for Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving, right? And mm-hmm. we had a uh, car from uh, the from the uh, salvage yard, and everybody could come and take swings at destroying this car, and it was like five swings for five bucks, or whatever we charged. I can't remember what the price was, but. We just invited everybody. So people were just coming by all day and we had like a drop off and then we had awareness for kids and we just raised money for man. Like, so there's no massive way. There are massive ways to do things, but you can have massive appeal in an expensive way is what I was trying to
1: say. Yeah. And, you know, with me, when I was the productivity coach in this office, I went around to a couple sponsors and I said, let's throw an event on the patio and let's let the new agents invite 10 people from their database or more, right, if they needed to. And you guys bring food and, and let's have an end of summer party a couple of years ago before COVID. And uh, I think there were like 16 referrals that came in that, that, like the next quarter for those people. And it was just, hey, we had a caterer and a cotton candy machine and some drinks, right? It's, it's the invite that's important right and the follow-up that's important if they show up great if they don't you still can call them and say hey sorry you missed the event i'll see you at the next one i'm so glad you
0: tied back to that because I, I was having a conversation with an agent recently who said hey dave you'd be proud we did this awesome event we structured it all out we used a thing called a smart plan to kind of stage up and get ready I thought, Dude, that's incredible you know how did the event i was a great event and I said, so what did your follow-up look like? They're so like, what do you mean? Like they had done like a quick little newsletter, but they hadn't really done much with it. Right. I'm like, you're missing the final nail, right? Think of all the people that were there and the pictures you could share through newsletters or social media and then tag those that couldn't make it, right? Create FOMO around the events. Say, Drew, sorry you missed it. Yeah. Right. That exposure, that. Play and having fun with them because it's not just the event. Obviously, doing the event matters, but inviting people and creating that mindset that I can't miss the next one when Drew invites
1: me. Uh, 100%. And I actually used to use events to get more people in my database. Uh, I would use it in a script that I, when I would call people uh, that wouldn't, maybe have been hesitant before to give me their uh, con- more contact information, I would just yeah. use, it, use the event as a way to get in. Uh, and get more contact info. And that worked for me like a charm for most of my career. I think
0: events is one of the more underutilized things for a lot of people when they're establishing relationships to people in their davis or they're not quite sure, like you're saying, to either A, how do I use this to generate? How how can I use an event to build a charitable contribution type of thing? Or how do I just kind of stay in front and keep my business at everybody's frame of mind without just sending out the constant reminders to clean up your gutters or send grandma's cookie recipes, but right. But actually be purposeful and involved. That's really moving something. Right. And when you do it on a regular enough cadence, people start to put it on their calendar. They start to remember. Right. And then you can start teasing those things out again. Right. Hey, remember, you missed it last year. It's eight weeks from now. Is it on your calendar? That's right. Well, awesome. Well, As we start to wrap down, I just hope you guys at home that are listening understand that events, right, can be used in a myriad amount of ways, right? They're business building, they're educational, they're consumer centric, right? And it really comes down to two things. What is the result that you're trying to achieve by either A, attending or B, hosting? And what are your next steps after you've completed or attended the event? I think that's the lot that is missed for so many people that, hey, I went to this. I took all these copious notes. Great. What did you do with it? I don't even know where to start. Great. Pick three. Pick three that you can implement now and pick three that are going to take some time and build systems and models about how you're going to get there. Kind of what you were talking about. It takes time. you got to have patience. But I think you can build in maybe some small wins from some of those ahas that'll get you to the larger picture
1: that maybe helps you stay on focus a little bit. Hundred percent. All right.
0: Well, listen, everybody. We appreciate you joining, Drew. As uh, I even called you Drew, Joe. There, Uh, Drew. Thanks for subbing
1: in. You know, it's the beard. You both got the beard. Any anytime. I have hair though, dude. Hair, hair, hair. Well, we can fix that with editing. That's true too. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, AI Joe. Yeah, AI Joe. There you go. That's what
0: we'll work on that for next time. Everybody, thanks for joining Entrepreneurial Impact. And see us next week for our
1: next episodes. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Drew. Thank you, Dave. See you soon.